Throughout this series, we've discovered how the DHL Logistics Trend Radar has identified the technologies and trends that are going to help shape our future. From data analytics to space logistics, and from drones to bionic enhancement, the Logistics Trend Radar outlines how and when our lives, both personal and business, are likely to be impacted. In this final episode, we find out how the Logistics Trend Radar is used as a tool to help solve DHL customer challenges. We take a brief look inside DHL's innovation centers, discover more about what it takes to put this forward-thinking document together, and just why DHL publishes the Logistics Trend Radar. To help us uncover the facts, we spoke to Matthias Hoitger, who's the Global Head of Innovation and Commercial Development. He's also a seasoned logistics professional who's been part of DHL since 2002. Matthias, it's very good to have you on. Thank you so much for your time. It's my pleasure, Garris. Great to be here. You know, this trend report is just the most incredible thing. I mean, we, we, I found out about elements of of the cutting-edge technologies that DHL employs to do some really incredible and forward-thinking things. And I suppose the best place to start is with the innovation centers. We've spoken to Ben on a couple of these episodes, and these innovation centers sound like they're the most incredible places. What role do they play in the customer-centric innovation approach that you have at DHL? I always kind of tend to call them the, the nucleus of the approach. And sometimes people ask us, why do you need this physical building? Even more so, of course, in the current more virtual world. Uh, but really believe that we need this place where we can really bring different parts of our ecosystem and our innovation process together. And, and we have seen that it really makes a difference if you, if you bring people to a location where they can meet, but also where they can actually see and touch some of the technologies and some of the innovations in action. It is a very different experience than if you just talk about it or see PowerPoints. Right. So that is one part. We really believe this, this kind of nucleus to bring people together is quite critical. And then the other topic is really, we mentioned before, that we believe in a customer-centric innovation approach. Mm. And for us, again, this is critical to have that place where we can actually really do what we kind of preach by bringing customers together and, and jointly co-create and jointly innovate. It's obviously quite difficult to manage these things because innovation requires a huge amount of creativity and freedom, but you also have to make sure that you're getting the value out of it and, and that people aren't just sitting around thinking of ideas that never materialize. So from your point of view, as someone who's in charge of these things, do you find that you're very hands-on or do you find that, um, that the team are mostly able to go about their business and report to you often enough with new things that impress you? I think you need to have the right balance. And I don't think that one necessarily excludes the other. Mm. So for me, it's really, and that's why I think the, the, the thing what we always say here for us is that every innovation has to start with a customer problem or customer pain point. And that is really, I mean, our guiding compass in this customer-centered approach is say whenever we somebody comes up, even if it's a fancy idea, which is fine, but really trying to understand what problem do we like to address or which customer experience do we like to improve? Which for really is that's a guiding principle, and, and, and some, some of these then is more the, the timeline that would be dictated by how much a moonshot it might be or not. But some of them are really more things that we can actually create a, a tangible, applicable solution within the next one or two years, and others might be four or five years out. So besides being hands-on, we still believe you need to have a certain foundation. That's why we do the logistics trend radar and also invest some of our time actually in researching and investigating some of the technologies, but mostly 
how applicable are they in our environment and, and how I would say value adding would they be for our customers. So it's a bit of both. So I don't believe you can just be hands on with, for example, if you want to do a hands on project on robotics mm. or on AI, but you don't really understand the basic technology behind it and the limitations of the technology, I don't think you can really do a good job on it. On the other side, if you just do research without getting your hands dirty and doing projects, it stays pretty um, theoretical. So that's why like Ben and others in our team, they really do both. They do the research, but then they also apply that research in our projects with customers and our operations. So that, that I think is pretty unique in our approach if we don't split those two roles in research and then deployment product management, but it's actually the same team who does both. Well, it's a very interesting and, and quite novel approach. It must be very exciting to be in those places with those people who are thinking about these things and putting them into action. And as you say, it's very pragmatic. But what do these innovation centers actually look like? In my head, I have a mixture of, an, of a research and development lab or like a workshop or meeting center. What do they actually look like and, and how many people are in there? So in principle, they have different areas. So we really want to think what we're trying to do is really inspire people about some of the trends and technologies and also about logistics. In the, I mean, traditionally, people believe logistics is a very boring industry, which I think it's, it's actually not. And that's what I mean. So we really want to bring people here and inspire them. The way we do that is so the building as such is for the logistics um, industry quite innovative for so the building itself. But then also we have a showroom. So the showroom is really where we exhibit some of the technologies and some of the topics along this kind of vision trend solution. So we look at the far future, near future, and then kind of new solutions of today. And it's pretty much, you see a lot of the topics that we feature in the trend radar, we actually then have the actual physical exhibits or digital exhibits in the center. So you can imagine if robotics, so you would really see some of the, the robots that we are talking about in the trend radar that we're currently piloting in some of our operations. Right. You would see in the center, you can experience them. That's one part, right? So you have that showroom that has all the technologies and projects we are working on on display. And then we have also, we have an area where people can meet and where people can mingle, always the idea to, to bring them together and talk about some of those innovations and ideally then convince them to do a pilot, a workshop or apply some of those technologies. So yes, we also have for that reason, workshop and meeting spaces, but then we also have a team. So like here in Bonn, we have around um, 35 people like permanent here and then a few are kind of on a mobile setup. So I would say 30 to 50 people and they are working on the projects, the research, they also work on customer engagement formats, like really like workshops, co-creation activities. And we also have a small team of like hospitality staff as well. Matthias, how do you go about finding the right people to work in these places? Because it's obviously a combination of qualifications and experience and specialization in some cases, but they also need to be people who are and, and you said it just now, when people think about logistics, they don't usually think it's as exciting as I've discovered it is through the course of this series. But these are people who really need to be very energetic, very dynamic, and very futuristic thinkers. Um, they can't just... So one thing we do is podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. That is actually tricky because to your point, most people that would just see DHL and our company, Dodger Force, what you see is very operational, Right. I mean, it's more and more, I think, um, that you have some more innovative companies and, and VCs and others entering our space. I think it's really by being out there. So we are um, in contact with universities, research institutes, but we're also going to startup conventions and work with a lot of the startups. 
And that's also how we attract some of that, I would say, young talent, which typically would rather join maybe a startup, a technology firm or consulting company. So it's really by being out there and bringing people in. I think once people have been here, I mean, their perception completely changes because it's a very vibrant environment with a lot of technology, a lot of freedom to try things out, to fail, but then also really to develop solutions and scale them. So how you know, should those people who get this trend radar, which is really an incredible publication, and I'm glad that it's now an annual thing because there's something to look forward to in that. It almost sets the tone for many other industries, quite apart from logistics, um, in terms of the, the broad swathe of things that you cover in it. But what should those who are avid readers of this trend radar look forward to in this year's publication? As you know, I think that the trend radar really is, is something we established a few years back as the compass that guides us. And I think there's always, I would say, some updates on topics like robotics. I mean, it's not a new trend, but there's a lot of new developments. So I think you can really look forward to getting the latest updates on certain topics and trends that maybe have been around for a while, but they're changing, right? Some that were really... Like think about 3D printing. I mean, that was, I think, completely overhyped some time back, right? So we would also make sure we keep those trends on the radar, but we would always give the latest update. But then, of course, we also have new trends that we are adding and others that we remove because actually they, they moved from, I would say, being a trend into becoming um, day-to-day business, right? right? And, and some even we become broader and we split them. So if you think about some of the self-driving vehicles, uh, the drone topic, I think, for example, for me, um, there's also some topics like UAVs, so uh, for example, drones, mm-hmm. uh, that really goes through those waves, right? Where you had, they were really hyped a few years back, then I think they became very quiet. But now actually we see them coming back in, in interestingly, very different applications than originally thought of. Like you might remember a few years back, it was a lot of discussion regarding really that drones will take over the last mile for e-commerce parcels. Right. They'd actually be dropping them off in your garden and at your front door. Yeah, but it's not really happening, right? No. Sad. But I think what we do see now, there's a lot of niche applications like vaccine distribution in some remote areas or some other emergency applications. We're also looking now at actually uh, mid-range, like freight-grown applications. So that some of those topics, they're really changing. So that's why I think it's really worth also reading the details, not just the headlines, because it's really... A lot of depth in there that explains you some of those trends and, and also gives some learnings of the work we have been doing over the last years. And, and as you know, I mean, besides the trend radar, we also then publish some deep dive reports. Like this year, for example, we are looking into a future of work. It's a very, I must say, topical topic these, these, these days, but we already started doing that last year. Um, again, that's, we also pick some of those topics from the trend radar and then do very detailed deep dives. You talk about these deep dives, but it really does require a huge amount of, of research. You probably have to ask an, a number of really smart people all over, not just DHL, but the world. And when you're working with things like space logistics and robots and AI and, and, uh, and many of these other things that we've discussed in, in episodes before this, it really does sound like this could be a, a subject for, for just about any company. Why do you think DHL is so ahead of everyone else? What do you think makes DHL different? I think we were really, we were truly the first, we did this innovation center, the first one we started like 15 or 16 years ago. The approach changed slightly in that period of time, but that's when we already looked into, we really need to understand what is impacting our industry. 
not just saying, hey, what are the, like internally, we have to develop all technology and everything ourselves, but I think very early on, we were really driving this kind of open approach by looking to validate with the customer, what does it need, what's the pain point, to develop something that is innovative, but still hits the mark and is applicable to make it relevant and involve customers on the journey. It's a bit like rapid uh, prototyping in, in IT, where you really want to get instant feedback along the process and not just develop something, throw it in the market and hope somebody want to buy it. Right, but rather really involve people very early in the process, which I think is a big um, ingredient to success. So really staying close to customers. Second topic we said is we have to stay close to our operations because it's so critical to make sure that we develop something that works and also that we can test with them. We are one of the biggest operators of aircraft in the world. We probably have the most warehouses we operate across the industry. So there's a lot of operations that actually also, if we improve our own operational processes, the customer will benefit. Plus, we can test pretty much all technologies in our own operations for all kinds of logistics applications before we bring it to our customers. So stay close to operations. The third element is stay close to technology. And that's, that's why we really do this trend radar to understand the technologies and how they apply to logistics. And what I mean is that in many cases, if you look at some of the innovations that we have been driving, like the vision picking for me is a good example, which uh, was leveraging some of the smart glasses. When we started it, actually, nobody thought about using smart glasses in logistics. The same with robotics. I mean, robotics is not new, right? It's, it's around the, what, the 50s or so, sure. uh, industrial robots. Mm-hmm. But we really looked into, okay, if we take some technology that is out there being used in other industries, we looked at how can we de- deploy it in our operations, which then means we have to work with some of the technology providers. So we wouldn't develop it ourselves. We are not experts, but work with them to create a version of that robotic technology that can actually be deployed in logistics. And that's the way we did it with glasses and with all kinds of other technologies that we just, we were the first ones bringing it from other industries into logistics. Why we could do this is because we also do the trend radar and try to stay ahead of understanding technologies that are applicable instead of developing all technology ourselves. I have to congratulate you on, on the way that you guys put this together. And, and I think it's really, it's, it's quite an incredible publication. There's, there's so much to discover in here for people who are interested in logistics and people who know logistics, and even for those outside who are just curious. Matthias Heutger, it's a great pleasure to speak to you. And um, I, I wish you luck with the Logistics Trend Radar publication. Thank you very much. This is the final episode of the DHL Logistics Trend Radar podcast. The full series is available for download wherever you get your podcasts. The Logistics Trend Radar podcast is presented by me, Gareth Cliff, written, recorded, and produced by Spike Ballantyne, and is a product of DHL in association with Cliff Central in Johannesburg, South Africa.